Welcome back. This is Ladies with Gumption, episode 131, Therapy Sessions. We are the Ladies with Gumption. We recap DCTV in a flash. My name is Jessica, and I'm here with... May. And Tatiana. You can reach us um, on Twitter at DCTV Gumption, where we do our live tweets with the shows. You can send us an email of your feedback at ladieswithgumption at gmail.com. Or you can send us asks on Tumblr, ladieswithgumption.tumblr.com. You can listen to our podcast on the Podomatic uh, site. I think it's podomatic.com slash dctvgumption. Or you Ladies can. Is it? Podomatic.com. Ladies of com. <laughs> it's like a Tumblr, but switch it with Podomatic. I see. <laughs> so go there. Or if that's your um, listening method of choice, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, um, I think Amazon, whenever Amazon does their podcast deal. Or you can do a magic incantation to bring us to you. Yeah. Or you can join (laughs) Patreon because we do have a Patreon and you get um, all of our episodes 24 hours in advance, as well as some extra content um, over hiatuses. We do a lot of bonus um shows even outside we do like dcu shows so the hbo max dcu shows like titans and doom patrol will be on patreon um, but we also branch outside of the dc universe for patreon so you can get um, a lot of other popular content like game of thrones witcher the boys um, we did amazon prime series upload um we recently did buffy the vampire slayer um and a couple other ones, like, you know, The Mandalorian. So a lot of um, pop culture shows that are outside of DCTV you can also get via Patreon. Um, our Patreon is on sale right now, 50% off. So you can, it's usually uh, $10, but you can join now for $5. Um, this sale will not last much longer, I assume. So um, if you just curious, want to see what it's about, now it's a good time to jump in and get all of that content on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash So in the news, we've got a lot of news. Some really big topics came up this week. Um, in the DCTV area, Superman and Lois get a TNT deal um, and early reviews of the pilot are out. So what they are planning to do is they're going to, to premiere the uh, pilot to our episode on the CW on February 23rd, but then it's also going to get a replay, I think, on TNT. I don't know if it's the same week or uh, the next week or whatever, but they're doing like a, a dual um, streaming, not streaming, but you know what I mean, that they're showing it on CW and on TNT. And then um, some, I think the pilot's I don't know how many reviews you guys have seen of it, but this, it seems like the reactions are mixed. Like some, you know, just definitely very like a cinematic looking. Mm-hmm. But um, there are some other reviews that are saying, you know, it's not as great or it's not, you know, what they're expecting. Um, it didn't really seem like it had like the charm of Superman. Like a lot of the, the writing was clunky, especially with like the boys being teenagers and just like hating their parents, <laughs> you know, that was like a lot. Um, it's but like a quick way to make us hate them. So I don't right, know. <laughs> right. What did you have? What have you guys heard about the reviews? And and what do you think of like them getting Superman and Lois like getting first of all two hour premiere, pushing the flashback a week, and then also <laughs> now getting TNT deal. And I think they also saw like an um, an article about them like getting some kind of like H. HBO Max special financing right. a la Stargirl. So, I mean, I think that's think just that? because CW, you know, is very, it's... very limited in <laughs> what they can do. So they need to get these deals out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not really mad about that. Yes, I do wish The Flash, you know, was not pushed back a week. But if this is like your one hope, right? Like Walker, Texas Ranger was Great like, title. ooh, big, big premiere at point four, And now it's at point <laughs> two, you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> they're really going to try to do whatever they can to get that point five for Superman and Lois. 
As for the reviews, I haven't really read anything other than just, you know, I think I read one because I had to edit it. And it was like, it's good. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) They did not elaborate, huh? (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've seen some really positive ones, and I feel like I'm not inclined to agree with those, even though I haven't personally seen the show. <laughs> You're terrible. No, it's a lie. I know. I'm so you know terrible. what? I, we got the Anon on Tumblr that was asking about the timeline, whether it was set in the future or not. And I don't, like, I think, Tati, I think you answered it in, like, well, I don't know. But I feel like because of the crossover, it was supposed to be in present time. But then again, it still doesn't answer the question I think is in a lot of people's minds is like why are these kids teenagers and it doesn't seem like from the reviews that that was answered in the pilot so yeah. it's just like crisis made them teenagers I'm like okay but that doesn't like when did they have them then right. <laughs> it's very Given confusing what Tyler Hecklin's actual age is it's like I don't think he has teenage yeah <laughs> I don't think he does that's, what, <laughs> that's why it's so strange because like it doesn't compute and I can only imagine how awkward it is going to be watching them have teenage children in general. But that hate them um, and are like, I hate you, yeah, Dad. I hate them too. It's like <laughs> Nora all over again. I don't know. <laughs> but in general, I feel like I, I think I agreed most with. Um, I can't remember where the review was from, but it was uh, one one man whom his name I don't remember. Um, also, there's like there was. Bare, there wasn't any women that I saw reviewed the show at all, so that's like oh, a little like a Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four situation. Which is kind of yeah, it doesn't yeah. Really make so sense. then you're like, mm, I don't know. But he was basically saying like that you know it looks great. You know, they, he thought that the lead characters like had good chemistry with each other, but there was just something off with it, and it was yeah like. And it's probably most of it was due to the the tone itself, and I feel like that's what I felt watching the trailer because Superman is like this guy who it's his character is often very hard to nail down by a lot of creators and stuff, and I feel like the show. I don't know if they're trying to avoid being Supergirl and the Flash. Was it Digital Spy? Is that the one you're talking I about? I think yes, it was Digital okay. Spy. Yeah, that you know, so that the tone kind of like brings it down because it should be a little bit more hopeful and it doesn't necessarily seem that way mm-hmm. so i don't know it's it's odd and i feel like that's how i'm pretty much going to go in feeling about the show in general until like you know maybe a few episodes in i'll change my mind i don't even know that i want to watch it <laughs> <laughs> i'll wait till it gets to like the you know the mid-season and then i'll say if it's like good or not because i still have in the back of my mind all of those um, red flags brought up by that writer that haven't been yeah, addressed by the show or the network. Yeah, yeah. So that's a little bit concerning for sure. Yeah. But anywho, in some more positive DCTV news, Eva DuVernay's pilot, Naomi, gets picked up by the CW. So um, hey. that's kind of exciting. And it's a um, non Berlanti show, right? So that's exciting. Yes. And I don't think it's just a pilot that's kind of picked up. So I guess from. Um, this point forward, they'll start going into like casting and stuff. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah, it's like pilot season starts around like March or April. Okay, so looking forward to more on that. Um, in some more controversial type news, um, this is a little bit outside DC TV, but like is DCU adjacent? It's genre. It is genre adjacent. <laughs> Um, but Charisma Carpenter releases a statement in support of Ray Fisher against Joss Whedon. And basically, she kind of goes um, into detail about some of the abuse that she suffered at the hands of Joss Whedon while she was working on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and um, Angel shows. And she's basically, you know, like, it's it's still kind of hard for her to this day because, you know, she still has to be a working actress and, and make money. Um, but she felt compelled to stand by Ray Fisher and make this statement um, against Joss Whedon. And then since she came out, um, a lot of other stars from the Vampire series, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Amber Benson, who also um, tweeted about her own experience and in support of Charisma, Michelle Trachtenberg um, left. She copied um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's post on Instagram, and she also added her own cop- caption 
with um, a very concerning final line about um, there being a rule not to leave Joss alone with her um, during this, the the filming of the series. And um, I think most recently, James Masters came out in support and said that, you know, I don't support abuse of any kind and I support my castmates, Elijah Dushku as well. And um, what was the name of that guy? James something? Um, David No, not David. <laughs> David locked oh. his account. We don't yeah, he locked his account. It's really weird. Whatever. Did he lock the account, like, after the yes. accusations came out? Yes. That's yes. super weird. So. Oh, Anthony. Oh. Um, Anthony Head. The, the guy that. Oh, Anthony Head Giles said something? Yeah. Yeah, what he did. What did he say? I didn't notice that. I'm he assumed. said something that's along the lines of, like, I... Like, he felt terrible because he was, like, a father figure, but he also, he basically was saying, like, just because I didn't see it personally doesn't mean it didn't, it didn't happen. happen. So he stands by the people who are speaking out. Um, I can't I'm, remember exact, his exact words, but I'll find it. I met the guy that um, you said worked with, Jay Augustus Richards, who worked, you said he worked with, um, on Angel with Charisma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He also mm-hmm. said something on, in support. Um, David Boreanaz has locked his account on Twitter. He is <laughs> that, private. So that just makes him look really he, bad. Yeah, it looks, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, mean, I don't follow him, so I don't know how long his account has been private. So, But oh. it's private now, which yeah. is not the time to be private. So, right. But uh, many people did come forward, and that, I think, yes. speaks, I think that speaks volumes already. Yeah. Even if half of them are saying, I don't know, but I support you, if yes. they knew otherwise, they would be, you know, they could easily say, he was always super nice to me, but they're not even saying that. They're just right. like, I support you. <laughs> and James and James Masters, Masters, whatever, however you say his name, has also previously alluded to things, even though he hasn't framed it as abuse or whatever, he's talked about, like, Joss making him, like, cry on set. You yeah, know? and, like, uh, I think we saw um, reference one of his earlier, like, interviews where he's saying that Josh kind of, like, pushed him against the wall and was mm-hmm. talking about, you know, you're you're never going to work again or something, something to that effect. And mm-hmm. the whole um, rape scene in season six and how traumatic mm-hmm. that right. was. Right. Um, not only for him, but also for Sarah Michelle Geller. And also um, he's just saying like complaints that uh, Joss Whedon would tell him like he hated him because like he, he's, yes. his character is yeah. getting really popular. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's like super and strange. That, you think and that, that, that led to that the, that. the season 16 and, and all of that because Josh was mad about his popularity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's really great for Ray Fisher, and then it just again like reaffirms what he is saying. And as much as WB has tried to like blackball him and like push over the rug, push under the rug, and all that kind of stuff, it's good to get this support from other people that are not you know involved in WB. They they haven't been involved Josh for like twenty years, but they're sitting out and supporting him. So it's great for Ray Fisher as well. And he also um, thanked Charisma for her strength in coming forward. So to be continued in that case, see where it goes. Um, also in uh, um, Disney news, Gina Carano was finally fired from Lucasfilm and Disney yeah. for her anti-Semitic and transphobic comments. Although a lot of the articles about her firing was just like, Oh, concert conservative treats tweets or you know they didn't frame it um that she was being fired for being anti-semitic and her transphobic comments which happened like you know what the year before as well so this is this is not just a sudden thing that she's suddenly getting fired it's been like a progression of shit for at least a year um that she just had no kind of respect for um, people of different sexual orientations or religious identities or anything. So um, finally, all that mm-hmm. kind of like boiled over. And I think I saw in um, when Disney did their whole December presentation, they were supposed to announce a new Star Wars series starring Gina. But because of her problematic tweets before then in, in November, which I don't know if those were the the transphobic the tweets transphobic or tweets, yeah. okay. That's when she really doubled down. Yeah, so that's when they scrapped um, mm-hmm. a show. So she lost an entire show 
for being right. transphobic and then decided to continue on the path. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's what I'm saying. Like, at least she, at least she would stand up for what she believes in, right? And at least she let <laughs> us know. Cause I know people often go after, first people often go after, like, the, the possibility of someone, like, secretly supporting, right? But it's yeah. like, but like, that's not the kind of. Let me know. Right. Yeah. Like when you let them know, that's what that's what we're looking out for, you know, because like now we can do something about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And also what was going to say, my friend pointed this out. Um, Pedro Pascal's sister came out as trans. Yes. Yes. Um, And uh, and he supported her. That was great. And obviously we know that this woman is this other lady is transphobic. So I'm sure that that isn't that probably because it's not like Pedro Pascal just found out today. Right. He already right. knew about his sister. So I'm sure that that also caused friction on set. Because she was like, we kept hearing like things about like Pedro being problematic on set. But I bet if anyone was, it was her. And he had a problem with her. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's true. And he just unfollowed her immediately after. He's like, well, I don't have to pretend to be nice anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> Bye. <Thank God. laughs> Love and that. he just got a new show. He picked up a new show as well. Because he's um, playing. The thing. Um, the video guy, oh, that's right. video game yeah. adaptation Last, of The Last, Last of Us. Us. Yeah. The Last yep. of Us guy. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. happens when you're unproblematic. It's <laughs> a <laughs> movie role. And then you're going to try to like play like, it's okay, Disney, I got Ben Shapiro money. I'm like, who cares, Gina? I think what like, I hate the most is that people are framing her as this, you know, Republican who's oppressed or some shit, which she's absolutely not. And then acting like her career is going to go down the drain. I mean, not that we'll be watching any of her Ben Shapiro stuff, but in general, it's like, well, it's not that she is being fired for being conservative. It's because she's saying hate speech. <laughs> there are right. consequences. You know, that. you know, what's funny. So like, like, I like all the tweets that are like the people that are most vocal about her being fired and like, how could you do this? You know, if you go back to when like season one premiered and she first came on the scene, all like the same people are like, Social justice warrior woman, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I saw one, like, somebody was claiming that she's, like, the most popular character on The Mandalorian. I was like, dude, she was in, like, three episodes this season. Yeah. And it's not, like, Calm she down. would be the character that's easily written off the show. Like, no problem. And I actually, <laughs> once again, I hope they don't rewrite, like, write off the show. I hope they just literally recast her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, because I always think that that's the best, you know. Who would you recast her respectful. as? People were saying Lucy Lawless. I'm yeah, like, I would love that. Hey! I mean, she's probably maybe a little old, but who cares? Gina Frontal looks old. I don't know. Yeah. How <laughs> I would believe they're the same age. But <laughs> the only thing that I would want her to be is to have a, like a similar stocky body type. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that yes, was exactly. like really good mm-hmm. for, you know, body representation. Yeah. So I'd like her to still be, you know, stocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other people were, were um, talking mm-hmm. about casting like Lana Paria from yeah, uh, Once Upon a Time, but she's mm-hmm. not the same physicality. So I don't think that that like I would love that. But I would, also, yeah, I would love for them to get an, like another MMA fighter who's not a horrible mm-hmm. person. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's plenty of MMA fighter fighters out there who could easily um, take over. In fact, I don't think did we even see. No, that would be. <laughs> who who is the girl that was in the um posse in um, um posse? That is a great question. Who's Her posse? name escapes me. Yeah, she's another MMA. She's another fighter. Yes, and yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. But I'm like, did she even take off? Like, did we like see her face? Yeah, okay. I saw her never face. Mind. Never mind. Can't be her. But she's got a friend. I can bring him over. She has friends, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's got to be some girls in the WWE that want to like jump ship to like a bigger medium so yeah we can find some you know muscular women to like play the role so yeah we won't miss you gina (laughs) and then finally um (laughs) grant gustin is having a baby um there's a lot of this came with like a, like a lot of like speculation on whether this meant like the end of the flash, but I feel like, you know, <laughs> Grant, he, he now has another mouth to feed. He's got bills yes. to pay. So I'm, Grant, I'm sure he'll Grant be like. Grant is not dealing with Mprag. <laughs> he is not the one that is going to give birth to the baby. Yeah. I am sure he, he will does be able not, to work. I'm sure he'll have some time off, but he doesn't need to <laughs> yeah. just disappear for a while. You know, right. like, <laughs> I, I didn't like overcoats and behind desks and stuff so oh and also <laughs> melissa benoist yes i was gonna add that okay right. oh my <laughs> melissa benoist we were so proud of her she um is starting a production company called um is it three little things it's something to do with the number three i'm trying to find the tweet 
Um, but she launches her production company and she signs an overall deal with Warner Brothers Television. So she's just like making the money. Um, she's not just like leaving Supergirl and, and not having anything to do. She has jobs lined up. Her production company is called Three Things Productions. And it is um, a nod to, oh, found it. The name Three Thing Productions draws from the Mary, Mary Oliver poem, Three Things to Remember, which reads in part, as long as you're dancing, you can break the rules. So that's kind of like a, a nod oh, to sweet. the name of her company. Um, but the deal is for, um, it's a multi-year deal to develop and produce original television shows, including comedies and dramas, for all platforms, including HBO Max, third-party streamers, cable networks, and broadcast networks. So she nice. is going to be busy, busy, busy. Good for her. And then in a final, like, Melissa Benoist was, <laughs> I thought was the last, but not the last, because I just remembered that um, the Batwoman cast had a panel with the African-American um, Film Critics Association on YouTube. And I think that Rachel Scarston just randomly blurted out, inadvertently blurted out the biggest casting spoiler for Batwoman. Um, she was talking about that someone asked her a question about her process for auditioning for Alice. And so she was talking about, you know, she didn't even know it was Alice. It just said, you know, female Joker. And so she was thinking, there's no way that I can do like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker or the Heath Leather, Le- Ledger Joker and like live up to that. So let me do my own thing. And she was describing, um, you know, the like amorality of characters. And she mentioned Brian Car- Cranston's character on Breaking Bad. And she's like, it's really interesting that I brought up Brian Cranston because you're working with him on something later, guys, right? And she was like, you know, she just like, you know, brought it up in conversation really casually. And you can't see the gallery view. I would have loved to have seen the other actors. They probably would have been like, oh my like, god, what did you just say? Raise eyebrows or like, <laughs> like subtle, like shaking of the head or whatever. But they didn't do any of that because I couldn't see it. Um, she, she just like quickly, abruptly changed the subject. Like, oh no, never mind. Whatever. And just like went on with her question. But I'm like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> at first I was like, Brian Cranston, like they're doing an interview with Brian Cranston. Why? And I was like, wait a minute. Maybe they're working, if they're working with Brian Cranston, that means he's on the show. And if he's on the show, you know, I remember we had a non recently being like, you know, we haven't gotten a, a casting for a black mask yet. I'm like, hmm. That would be why. Oh, like no yeah. one's picked that up, but like you when you heard it first, and I'm like, Wait, yeah, that should like, be like, big, a big deal. Right? <laughs> I don't want to get racial in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do it. So <laughs> yeah, if you if it comes out, like obviously, you know, I could just be like connecting wild dots that do not connect. But if it does come out and you, we get like a casting announcement that Brian Cranston is coming to Batwoman to play Black Mask, because who else would he play? Like, there is no other role more suitable than the big bad for someone of his caliber. So if it comes out in the next couple weeks or, or whenever it comes out, and he is playing who I think he's playing, remember that you heard it. From the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give, give Jessica give, give the credit. credit. Yes. <laughs> Breaking news, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here. <laughs> Lady W. Gumption reported this first. Okay, so that is all of the news of this week, and now we get into the show, which unfortunately will, you know, because of the Super Bowl, we don't have Batwoman, so we're still a one-show episode this week (laughs) with Black Lightning. Black Lightning premiered, um, so we're going to talk about our joys, um, things that did not spark joy, any feedback. I don't think we got, we did get feedback from Swara, yay Swara, and then we'll talk about... Yes, our Lady with Gumption of the Week. So Tati is going to remind us what happened this week. <laughs> <Let's get started. laughs> All right. Episode 131, uh, Therapy Sessions. No, side A, abandoned. There we go. <laughs> I was like, why did I read from the top? <laughs> All right. So in this season four premiere of Black Lightning, a year has passed since the Markovians invaded Freeland and time stopped. One year later, Jefferson is crying at Henderson's grave, talking to the ghost of his father, Alvin. Thank you for joining us, Alvin, in this conversation. I didn't know that Alvin even knew Henderson, but he had a lot to say. 
Um, after leaving the cemetery, uh, Jefferson sees police violence happening, police brutality right in front of his salad. And so he stops the white police officers from hassling the black teenager. And then he goes electrocution on them. He, he goes berserk on them in a well-deserved attack. He erases their memories. He tries to erase traffic camera footage. He's kind of sloppy about it. Very unfortunate. And then he's now got uh, Henderson's protege and Henderson's replacement on his tail because there was, like, one camera that caught part of his license license plate. plate. Yeah. And he also didn't suit up for this incident, so it's literally just Jefferson whose head is going to, you know, roll for this if it gets found out. Meanwhile, uh, Anissa has just been sitting at Grace's bedside for a year because Grace is still at a coma, in a coma. But when she's not doing that, she is suiting up with her sister, Jennifer, and taking down the 100 gang. And we love to see it. Also, sometimes with their mom, because Lynn has been experimenting with the serum in order to give herself powers in a very take back the night uh, incident for her, because she's also gotten sober. That's like the one thing that did happen is that she got sober in this year. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else just froze, but Lynn was like, no more for me. Only theorems that will give me that off-screen development. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And now instead of, you know, getting high, she will be going to therapy with Jefferson, where they can both yell at each other and blame each other for their marital problems, and we can all just sit there awkwardly um, <laughs> while we wait for them to figure it out. Tobias Whale had just been like, I don't know what the hell he's been doing for a year, but he's back and he's ready to, you know, philanthropi- philanthropize and maybe like become philanthropize. Ma- yes, maybe <laughs> that, become mayor. <laughs> I don't know, but he's on TV and the Pierce family and the Ga- and the Gamby are like, uh oh. Speaking of the Gamby, he's got a sexy lady who wants to do stuff with him, <laughs> and good for her. Good for her. <laughs> um, there's a turf war um, with the Cobra Cartel and the 100 Gang. I don't even know what else to tell y'all. Oh, yeah. Tobias, aside from philanthropizing, also decides to go be charitable at Lynn's work and then, like, vaguely threaten but also flirt with her. So (laughs) we're going to wait to see where that dynamic brings us. And uh, in one battle with the 100 gang, Lala, like, unleashes something. I don't know what a Lala does. But it seems like first Jennifer gets shot, and they're all very worried about her. But she recovers super, super fast, except... When she's flying later, she just falls, right? It's like right. her power stopped working. And now it's like, whoa, Jennifer, are you going to die? In which, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So that is what you missed on Glee. What brought joy in this season four premiere of Black Lightning? <laughs> I like that the episode sort of sat in the emotion. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. usually so much going on in the show all the time. And it was nice that... You know, it slowed down a little bit, maybe because of the one year jump. I don't know. But that everyone kind of got their time to grieve and express themselves and either like, you know, fight with each other or also understand each other. There was just a lot of um, emotions flying through the episode. And I like that we got to, like, really sit with the characters while they were going through all that stuff. Um, And Jefferson taking out those cops. It felt very thrilling because it's like so the opposite of real life. <laughs> um, and it was nice to see that they got their comeuppance and, you know, for what they were about to do to that uh, poor teenager um, and that he was, you know, taking out his anger on them. Uh, but also that he just stopped caring about his secret identity in general. It's just like, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want. And these are going to be, you know, the consequences for the cops for doing shitty things. Um, so I, I did like that, even though it was very difficult to watch, but just that, mm-hmm. that revenge felt good, you know, to, to have someone actually be able to do something, even if it's fictionalized. Um, and the fact that like even Jefferson and Lynn are going to therapy because they've needed therapy for, <laughs> for a long time. Um, and it was nice to see them kind of talking through their feelings with each other. And even though they're, Expressed, they're just like generally frustrated, but that even like Lynn gets to actually come around to finally having like a, you know, 
light bulb moment at the end and realizing that Jefferson is still, he's like, he's acting out for a reason. He's just going through a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone's kind of been like occupied with other things. And, um, I mean, he has two and it's nice to kind of, it was like a step in the right direction towards hopefully them making amends with each other and finally being on the same page. So that was really nice. And, um, I mean, Gamby having like someone on the side, joked for years that like Gammy's just chilling, you know, doing whatever. I'm like, okay, Gammy. <laughs> um, so good for him. Um, I like that kiss. I like that kiss was like unexpected. Yeah. There was like like a little flirtiness and I thought they were gonna sit and leave it there, but then she like grabbed his face, like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I love the scene with Alvin at the beginning. I like he was unexpected surprise, but it was really nice to see that because we saw so much of that in the first season, Jefferson to kind of talking to his dad or having flashbacks of his dad and, and things like that. And now he's kind of back uh, sort of as a voice of reason in a way for Jefferson um, in terms of like being able to talk to someone because he can't he hasn't really been talking to his family. So it's nice to see him actually speak to someone, even though that person is a ghost in his head. Um <laughs> Sometimes you got to talk it out with yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes that's how you get clarity uh, for a lot of things. And, you know, I just like there's there was a lot of like quiet tension. Like the the guy who's replacing Henderson, his name escapes me. But the cop that he says he can trust. I think it's like Hassan, isn't it? Is that it? Yeah, it's Hassan Shakur. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um. So his like. I don't know how to feel about him yet and like where this relationship is going and whether he can actually be trustworthy. But I like that there's someone there to. It still made me mad that they're even, like, replacing Henderson in a way. <laughs> but the fact that, like, this person seems to have Henderson's stamp of approval and somebody who could still be there on the inside for Black Lightning and Jefferson moving forward. Um, so, yeah, I think those – and, like, it's good to know that Grace is alive. Obviously, we knew this. Um And that, like, Lynn – even though we didn't get to see it, but that Lynn at least – we don't have to necessarily – deal with it her drug addiction anymore and we can like move her towards something else and away from productive. all the green light kids and <laughs> yeah being productive and just like feeling like tobias is back but he's also as menacing as ever because i feel like he sort of lost that last season because mm -hmm. uh, he was imprisoned and whatnot so now he's like an entrepreneur i don't know how, where he got all this money but the fact that he's like there and he's like in he a position a yeah didn't, you know That's get to true. see yeah. Or he stole it from Markovia because he was doing yes. something. Yes, yes, yes. And then, um, but just like the fact that he's an entrepreneur, so he's like a villain. He's he's a villain with money. And now that he's taking ownership over the lab where Lynn works and all these places in Freeland and buying up all these places, he's building that connection and also that power. And it's really kind of terrifying. But I also like it because he's back like in top form. Um, you know what so, that yeah. reminded me of? Hmm. Wonder Woman 1984 oh. <laughs> with, <laughs> with um, Pedro Pascal's character, whose name Max that I know. Yeah, Max Lord <laughs> becoming like a patron yeah, <laughs> and like getting close. To... <laughs> That's exactly what it reminded me of. Just as but, yeah, like, like overseas and try to get oil, we're good, you know. Yeah, <laughs> or like make a stupid wish on a rock and become <laughs> the rock. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I thought this was an interesting season premiere. Um, as always, I really like music choices on Black Lightning. The opening, the Bach violin solo number one in G minor, um, was really, really nice and, and very pretty and added an extra layer over the graveyard scene. Um, and Jefferson, like, visiting Bill's grave. This is, like, a very somber and, and classical kind of overtone it gave it kind of like a very refined tone especially you know he was visiting the grave and then you also have the conversation with his father over his guilt and this very like philosophical question of black lightning's um fate and what black lightning's role is in the community versus um jefferson the man and the responsibility that he feels to be the backbone of his family. Um, all of that, I think, played out very well. Um, of course, like, it's it's not a joy to see Jefferson spiral. 
because I feel for him and I feel bad for him. But I think from a story perspective, it did bring joy to see his grief unfolding, like you said, May. Like, they sat in it for a while. They didn't kind of rush over it like they did with a one-year flash forward, you know. Um, so it was nice to see him in the middle of going through that. And I think one of the, the things that made it interesting is because he he doesn't like, do that. Like, he's Jefferson. He's supposed to be, like, the dad, like, the backbone of, of the family. And I think that's also kind of um, – what is interesting in his family's reactions to him because they just they don't get it like um when Anissa and Lynn were kind of like tag teaming him about you know to kill or not to kill Tobias well and, and all this kind of stuff and not really understanding his reluctance and you know we don't kill and they're like but we've killed already <laughs> I've killed Lynn's killed you know, Jen is killed, everybody's killed but you, you know, like all this kind of stuff. And them not really understanding where he's coming from and kind of like being confused because they've never seen him this way. And his kind of like mental unraveling, um, showing out in all different kind of situations, like the situation with the police officers where he's in broad daylight and he's using his powers against authority basically or later on when you know jen is hurt and he finds out the the guy that shot her goes to the guy's apartment where there's a witness because he's with his girlfriend and just does not care and just like beats the guy to a pulp like that's not classic jefferson that we know and so you know we're like what what is happening to him um and to kind of see how grief has played out on him, I think is really an interesting take for the episode. Mm-hmm. And I also agree that I like um, the end because Lynn has like a light bulb moment where she finally does recognize like, you know, wow, like I had this idea in my head that, you know, just give him some time, give him some space and he'll be the Jefferson that we know because, you know, for them, it's been a year as well. They lost Bill as well. Um, she's like, we got over it. We're still moving forward. But, you know, so she just kind of assumed that Jefferson was going to be there with her and, and work at that same pace. But um, like the therapist said, they're on separate pages. So um, it was nice at the end for to get that um, recognition from Lynn that, you know, she kind of sees that, understands that they're not on the same page. Um, so that was, that was really good. <laughs> I feel like he was, he was like, it was, it was really, cause he was like, I, I need you to be there for me. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like the whole <laughs> episode. Like this does um, not compute. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Um, it was nice to see Anessa and Jen team up and do their, um, crime fighting duo thing. Um, uh-huh. So that was fun. And then we talked about <laughs> Gammy getting getting some action. So that was great. And then um, also what was interesting for me, I don't know if it's like a joy thing because I don't really know what these mean, but um, the televised conference of Bill's eulogy and the subsequent like interviews from Tobias or whatever mm. – the tracker, the ticker at the bottom of the news was giving all these like updates. Well, maybe I'll talk about that in predictions. But I thought that was like interesting because I'm like, oh, now we get to see what's going on in the rest of the world and how the rest of the world is reacting to Markovia. So I thought all oh, that was cool. So I'll get to that later. Um, but I do agree. <laughs> it was really funny when Lynn went to work and so I was like, hello. <laughs> I'm your new boss. I'll be, I'll be looking forward to having a lot of late night discussions with you. In particular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sir. He's like, it's nice to meet me. Meet you. Just like, excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that your? I think so. All right. Well, um, I. Oh, wait, I sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was mentioning music, and I forgot the other music choice that I really liked was um, Push a Man. And it was like, it's a La La scene. And, um, I just like that music choice. Is there my, cause I had seen it like recently on Twitter when they're talking about like, you know, people are, you know, talking about how music today, blah, 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 drugs and sex and money. And then like this clip of like the seventies 
and you know pusher man and like the the lyrics to the drug he's literally like your drug push i'm push drugs on you know, like all this kind of stuff anyway but it kind of reminded me of seeing that and i liked the use of it in the show with relation to like lala being an actual pusher lala man always gets the best music for yes yeah i want to see more of his ghost and like they totally dropped that yeah, part right? like one of the most I, interesting just, like, parts of tattoos though this episode. yeah like, they're very he mm. killed more people since then since the last time we saw him Okay. Go Sati. Okay. Um, I also I agree with y'all that, you know, it was it was good to see us really dealing with the grief and the trauma that people were experiencing. Um I, I did like seeing Jefferson get reckless. I thought it made sense for him to start taking his hand out on others. It's an interesting concept and a big departure from what we know him to be. So we know his world has been rocked because he's acting out in this way. Um, and it's understandable given all that he has been through and I'm invested in where it goes for him. Plus, like Jessica had pointed out, I like the revenge fantasy aspect of it. Just, you know, unfortunately, he can't do it without consequences. Like in other, maybe, revenge fantasies we could be watching. So that, you know, sours the joy a little bit, but it's, in the moment, you're like, yes, go team. Um, (laughs) and I also like Lynn experimenting with the serum thing. I think that's like a step. It's like the next logical step, I would guess, you know, once she already, once she already, you know, almost fell prey to, or really did fall prey to actual addiction for her to literally be pursuing that like heroism as an addiction thing, Mm -hmm. like she was previously accusing uh, Jefferson of is makes sense for the next step of her development. And I love seeing Thunder and Lightning take down the Hunter Gang together. I like Jennifer trying to be there for Anissa and like trying to give her some helpful advice, like leave your comatose girlfriend. <laughs> very, you know, uh, and even like, even though it was like harsh, like way harsh tie when, <laughs> when Anissa fired back, was like, Oh yeah. Like you abandoned Khalil. You think I should do that? Like, I was like, that's very, you know, believable. <laughs> Sisterly bickering about it when trying to give advice. Um, also, um, I, when, you know, Jefferson, when, when Jefferson and Lynn were like so worried about Jennifer and they were like kind of taking out each other, again, very believable. Um, so the, the family moments and even like the therapy sessions felt like, you know, painfully realistic in this episode. Um, also, I think that Thunder, you know, potentially falling out of the sky, uh, is a very good lightning. cliffhanger. Lightning, is a lightning potentially falling out of the sky is a very good cliffhanger because it's a it's the last season right so who knows mm-hmm. what whom they might kill off and then b like china is we know china's leaving before the season ends so again it's like a very much like jennifer could be in danger you know like we don't know um so that's a good a good use of um the week-to-week basis i loved tobias hopping in on uh lynn's <laughs> lynn's job and and you know just menacingly flirting with her uh very skin crawling but like in the best way um, and also looking forward to what he has up his sleeve, both in terms of the Pierce family, all of Freeland, <laughs> and then, and then Lala, cause Lala was none too happy to see him either. Like, I love when Lala was like, how come I do all this shit for Freeland? And then he gets to take credit <laughs> in one television interview. So, <laughs> so yeah. Also just like, it was, it, it, even though it was funny, cause I was like, what has he been doing all this time? Everyone seeing him on TV and just like having like an equally like, no reaction was great. <laughs> Um, yeah, I already said, like, it was sure, you know, sure shit that the Pierces needed this couple's counseling. And I'm glad that it did, you know, end with Lynn being a little more understanding of where Jefferson was coming from. Um, and then finally, uh, Lopez and Shakur, or Hassan, I don't know. Um, they're, it's interesting that they are the new cop characters because it's a very different dynamic for Jefferson, right? He's been used to working with Henderson Mm -hmm. and thus the cops, like, even if there's, like, been vaguely threatening in the background, Henderson's been the face of it, so it's like oh, and even that. like even like when Henderson didn't know and was kind of an adversary, mm-hmm. you know, it's still you still didn't seem as threatening as these right. two do because they exactly. have that civilian relationship with with Bill and, and Jefferson. He has none of that with Lopez or Hassan. Yeah, exactly. So 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 again, it's it's something that sets up a fresh dynamic and also something I'm interested in seeing what where they take it in this final season. And then yeah, finally Gambian, shady agency lady. I can't remember her name, but they had chemistry. And I'm, you know, super happy to, for him to get some. It's about time. 2021, it's time. All right. So that's that on that. What did not spark joy? What would we throw out if we could? Uh, all the tension Jefferson has with the two cops. 
<laughs> I don't like it. I don't like what it means. I don't like where it's going. <laughs> I hate that, you know, Gamby was able to erase the footage, but then Oops. they caught, you know, some of his uh, license plate number. And that's just like, you know, he's already had a rough year. He's finally back as being principal. I really just don't want him to get in trouble. <laughs> um, is and he I don't principal or is he still just like a teacher? I think he is because he's got his own like little office, right? Yeah. Teachers have this. That's true. <laughs> but we really so rarely saw them in it. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe because like I, I guess he did say that the other the white dude could like continue on, right, in the role. Mm-hmm. But um I just don't like where that's where that might be going uh with him. And obviously like the the whole year time jump, you know, we do get time jumps in, in D C T V but it's like Three months, you know, the summer. What did you guys do? I went to Paris. Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> but the fact that it's been a year and, you know, it's the the whole premiere kind of just threw out everything that the season three finale set up for season four. It's like Markovia. We get little headlines, but that's pretty much it. We don't really know what happened to Gravedigger. We don't like there's nothing like the, with the repercussions for the ASA. Like, none of that stuff, and it just, or even, like, like what happened to Lady Eve. Um, so it just feels like season four, they wanted to start with this blank completely, slate. yeah, blank slate, except for, like, a couple of things. And it's just, it was really off-putting to watch and try to keep track of, like, all the changes and what's been going on, because they didn't really delve into that. And I'm sure that they will, but it was just strange having to watch it for a season four premiere without having kind of like this is what you missed and this is how we're gonna you know carry through um grace being like in a coma for a year especially with the fact that um chantal is going to be a series regular i would have hoped at least they would just like they resolved lynn's you know drug problem off screen they can just wake up grace off screen as well and then bring her back um so it just felt like more there's just a lot of pain in this episode and while it was like good to watch them deal with it it was just a lot and i wish that sometimes you know especially with like grace and anissa we could have just had them be happy and move move on rather than have like the implication of anissa being at her bedside for like a year um and just the family being discombobulated for a year is just makes me stressful <laughs> Mm-hmm. makes me stressed um so all that sucked um yeah i think those are like the, the biggest things just yeah the like the year yeah. time jump is like for why <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> why are we doing this like it makes it makes some things like really strange because it's kind of like they like you said they use a year to get when sober and us not have to watch it thank you but also like some of the things that they were doing in the premiere, you know, Jefferson could have gone to Bill's grave on, on his one year anniversary, but like the whole um, television conference about Bill, I feel like that would have happened like after his death. So why, why is it coming yeah, a year later? Right. That was super weird. Yeah. Like, why are we just now getting a new police chief with Anna Lopez? Like why should just now, you know, like some of those things, um, you know, they use the time jump to fix some things and, and not others. Um, you know, also like Jefferson's grief, the fact that he's been feeling this way for a year and therapy has not helped it for a year <laughs> just seems a little bit like odd. Um, so all of like, it, you know, and we don't we don't find out what happens to some of the people like Gravedigger, TC, who was with, you know, Gamby, like what happened to all the Mar- like the little Markovian kids that were stuck in Gamby's basement? <laughs> fighting together brandon like what did he do after he found out that he couldn't kill jace like where did he go um those are questions that are unanswered um you know i've i've assumed that if they'd have least like woken up grace in the pilot or not the pilot but the season premiere um so she's already been in the coma for a year you must wake her up you know so right. like, <laughs> So that was like a little bit, you know, it's kind of weird. Time jump doesn't necessarily make sense for everything they were trying to do. Um, and it, it feels, I mean, it, you know, it feels like it would have been better to do like a, sh- just like pick up where we left off or shorter time jump, to, you know, show that people are still struggling, but, you know, it's still fresh. Like one year later it does not seem as fresh. Um, 
and then I I did not I purposely kind of like skipped over it and I mentioned the revenge stuff in my likes but I kind of skipped over it because um at the end of the day it still didn't spark joy for me in the way that I that I think the writers had intended and I I know that there was an article about that police officer scene um it was triggering to see it play out and um seeing the boy with the violin I at first I was like is this because they started with the violin solo in the beginning of the episode and that's how they tied in with like the boy with the violin but then also when the police came it was very um reminiscent of Elijah is his name Elijah Cummings um the young black man yeah that you know was played played the violin and was killed um by police officers so I I felt like that was like a little bit (laughs) unnecessary and kind of like triggering um but also um that was kind of like confirmed later when they they did an interview with Selena Kill and he's like you specifically chose that kind of scene because of what's happening during the Black Lives Matter protest and seeing um and hearing about stories like Elijah's um and kind of being in that place where, you know, you're just really frustrated and you're really angry and you wish you could have, you could do something. And so that kind of came out in um, the reason why he chose to put it into the episode. And I think watching it, I didn't like it. Um, but like reading his explanation, I understood it because I also felt like that during like all of the protesting and, you know, every time you turn on the TV or every time you turn on Twitter, there's like a new case of um, police brutality. Like really recently there was like a nine year old black girl that was like handcuffed and pepper sprayed um, because she was behaving unruly or, or whatever they get got called. But like the fact that they're pepper spraying a nine year old and she's like, please don't do this to me. And like, well, you, you did it to yourself, hon. Like that kind of stuff. Like you feel like um, you want to, if only there was a world where people had superpowers and I could just like punish, you know, people immediately for that kind of thing. Or, you know, I wish people made a movie about like a black superhero that, you know, killed clan members or Karens that spit on people in Walmart. <laughs> Don't wear their mask, you know, like all the stuff that you just want to like punish like people for, for doing bad things for. Um, it's kind of like what drove the feeling behind this scene so I get it um and I understood it and it made me feel better about the scene but at the end of the day in the context of the episode it was still it still brought me a lot of stress because I'm like you know the fallout of Jefferson using his powers as Jefferson is very stressful I thought I was hallucinating I thought he was hallucinating at first like you know (laughs) I thought he was doing like you know what I would have done like oh if only in another world, I could do this and and not care. Um, but, you know, the fact that it was real, the fact that he is um, dressed as Jefferson, he, he's not, you know, protected his face. It's against police officers. Ganey confirmed that, you know, you weren't as careful as you thought you were because there's a camera that caught your license plate. Um, and then the fact that he does it again in the same manner, like he goes after this, this 100 game member. And like I said before, there was a, there's a witness here that he didn't erase her memory that we know of. It's very like reckless. And I think the part that makes it less rootable for me is the fact that Jefferson is not in a, a mentally and emotionally stable place or healthy place. So it kind of like, this is not going anywhere good. And those fears are kind of confirmed towards the end when, Lopez, who was, you've got a very anti-meta new police commissioner and a very suspicious anti-Black Lightning. Um, Bill's protege is like anti-Black Lightning. Black Lightning hasn't been around for a year. And now Black Lightning is potentially hurting police officers and, and random people. So <laughs> this is all not good news for Jefferson. Um, so a lot of that, it's, you know, I guess it's, it, it brings like a lot of good um, tension in the upcoming episodes, but it was really stressful watching him go through this and, and knowing that if he was in a better place, he probably would have made better decisions about how he handled his powers. Um, so that wasn't great. Um, 
I think that was like the big thing. I think, um, you know, there's like minor squabbles, like um, Thunder and Lightning um, obviously falling for the third drug attempt set up <laughs> that Jeff was like, well, you should have known that they were going to protect the third set up when you already hit the first two. I was like, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. But what also makes sense is not <laughs> electrocuting people from Rusty Light. So, you know, <laughs> we all make mistakes, Jefferson. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I'm done. Um, I feel like everything has been said, but I did not like the one-year time jump either. I feel like you could just remove it. Like, if you had not had Anissa say, or Jennifer say, it's been a year! You know, maybe she's exaggerating. It's really only been like a week. And they're like, shut up, Jennifer. I haven't been that long. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was not necessary at all. And like, like you guys already said, like everything else. I'm like, why are, how do we already get here? for everything. The only thing that was needed was Linda gets sober. And if they hadn't done that little last moment of her, like maybe not being sober at the end of last season, then they wouldn't have needed to do a year. They could have just done like a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, um, I also like, as much as I thought it was realistic, seeing Jennifer, or Jennifer, seeing Lynn and Jefferson at the couple's counseling. Once again, it's just like, I'm like, at this point, what is left left of this relationship? Like, they have, like, the most toxic relationship. They don't seem to be good for each other. They should just co-parent and be done with it. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's been so long <laughs> since I could root for them romantically. And they were so mm-hmm. romantic in the first season. I liked them so much in the yeah. first season. And so it just it feels so downhill. It's really sad for me. On the other hand, um, Grace... It's kind of weird. Is it, is it not weird that the therapist was some random old lady and not Erica Alexander? Yeah, right? it is weird. You're right. That is a that good is point. Opportunity. You, yeah, that is a good point. Especially because uh, they could talk about him being a meta intruder. Like, yeah, exactly. Which is which is like so much of the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So much of their problem stems from green light and the powers and the family, you know, of superheroes. But whatever. I don't know. I agree that that is that is kind of weird. I wonder if they just couldn't get her. I don't know. But anyway, um, Grace not waking up for a year. Like, why? Why didn't we just get? Chantal back as or get her as a um, regular cast member. So why not make the most of that in the final season? Instead, she just spent one episode, at least one episode out of what thirteen, just lying there for two seconds. So yeah, I don't like that. And um, I don't know what like I don't know. I guess I just don't see what the story. Where is the story going to go? Like, is is Anissa going to be about to give up and then suddenly Grace wakes up, or is it going to be like? This is going to prove, like, we still have to prove how much Anissa really does love her, that she's going to stay by her side until she just wakes up. I don't know, you know? So either way, I just feel like it's not an interesting choice. Also, Wayne Brady was, like, maybe alive last time, and now we're just, it's been a year, he hasn't done anything, so I guess he's not. <laughs> like, or he's just chilling somewhere for a year. Me And same, I already asked this before, like, what has Tobias been doing all this time? It just makes it seem like everyone's just been sitting there twiddling their thumbs until the premiere could start, and then they would start moving. So, um, so yeah. Uh, also, same thing with Jefferson lighting up the cops in broad daylight. I, I also thought it was a dream. I really thought this was like a hallucination. Um, and I was concerned because I knew it would have negative consequences. If it was just mm-hmm. like Jefferson's going on a power trip, he was still dressed as Black Lightning, so it was just gonna be Black Lightning who was gonna be, you know, in trouble now. Um, or if it that would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have no issue with that. But because it was Jefferson, and this is like the first time that we see him act out. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I guess we don't really know if he's been acting out like this for the last year. It feels mm-hmm. like this is like he snapped and this is the first time, which I'm like, why is this specifically? If it had been like the first time at Henderson's grave and then he leaves and he sees this, that would make sense. You know, like, okay, this, my mind just broke. I had to do it. But this is like, it's been a year. Have you been doing this all along? Or is this the mm-hmm. first time and you're in it caught for the first time, which super sucks. Um, I would have liked to see a progression, right? Like starting with right. like a little bit of rage. Small crimes. <laughs> Small crimes. Yes. Before you start really going all out. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it, it did feel just kind of like a smack in the face in terms of a story progression. Um, also, yeah, the, the debate about killing Tobias or not, it's just A, hypocritical. We've all done it. <laughs> like me. I've been out here killing people. No, but you know, the whole family's done it. And definitely like, only, only I can take down Tobias. Like, why? We need to take down Tobias. You already 
stopped your daughter from taking down Tobias once. And how did that go for us? Terribly. It went terribly. Don't do that again. <laughs> so, yeah, I just feel like at this point, I love, I love me some Tobias, but he's gotta go. Y'all, let's just all kill him. Let's just kill Caesar. <laughs> Team <So>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, would you like to read, uh, Suarez feedback? I do. So, um, we did get some feedback from Suarez from, for Black Lightning. He says, Hello ladies, deepest apologies for missing the last few weeks, but I'm back to discuss. So I thought this season opener was good overall, but it had some quibbles. I like the family conflict overall, but some of it seemed forced and contrived. I did think that most of it seemed earned, and Jeff, Lennon, and Anissa had some great scenes together. I like their honest conversation about getting rid of Tobias once for all with the recognition that he's a clear and present danger to them and their family. Jeff's apparent pessimism here and seeming lack of understanding of where Anissa and Lynn are coming from bothered me somewhat. I think that could have been written mm-hmm. better more nuances. However, Jen seemed to be an afterthought in this episode until the end when she's incapacitated and then apparently flies and falls. I'm assuming that it's a fake out, but overall it just felt so jarring. I really hope this is resolved quickly and Jen gets to close out her story well. Also, it's been a whole year that Grace has been in a coma. Is this an apparent time skip because of COVID? Honestly, that also felt jarring, but I'm still excited for when Thunder Grace unites for however long we have them. Hopefully they get the full shine they deserve this season. Jeff's plot with the police was overall really good. I was glad to see him stand up for those awful cops and let loose on them. What I didn't like as much, although not necessarily done badly, was him dealing with the consequences when what he did was defend an innocent kid from police brutality. On that note, I don't really know what to make of the new police chief, Ana Lopez. On one hand, it's great to have a brown Latina character. On the other hand, it's weird that she's a police chief who talks uh, about rounding up undocumented metas. That's interesting. Um, that is an excellent point. Yeah. She, he says, hopefully they prove him wrong and ultimate, with the ultimate approach they take. So thank you, Suara, for your feedback. Any, pre- well, that's your line. That's <laughs> <laughs> my line. Uh, yeah, do we have any predictions? <laughs> Not necessarily. I do want to go through some of the headlines that I caught um, on the news ticker. Oh, yes, please do. So one of the things that was happening was that the VP met with the VP of Markovia in a meeting in Geneva. So that's something that's happened. They finally acknowledged that they were invaded. We were invaded (laughs) by one force and went to talk with the vice president of Markovia. Who is the vice president of Markovia? Because wasn't, is Gravedigger, what was his role in Markovia? Like, was he just over the military or did he make himself president? Yeah, I feel like he was like the general or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he definitely had general vibes. I don't know that they even mentioned a president. Well, it's interesting. Maybe he's pretending to be the vice president and meeting with, you know, our Geneva. Um, so that's something to look out for. Someone in Congress started a filibuster. I, forget, I, I think they said a name, but I didn't see the name. But someone in Congress started a filibuster to prevent the immigration metahuman bill from reaching the Senate floor. So there's some conflict in our government and our fake, you know, government and whatever universe we're in. And then um, two Florida police officers were doing something. <laughs> but it was in Florida, so you know it's weird. Um <laughs> And then the last one that I caught was that President Shaw meets with high-ranking Democrats to avoid a government shutdown. So I'm wondering, does that mean that our president is Republican right now? Because he was meeting with Democrats to stop shutdown. So those are some hints as to what's going on in the D.C. verse. Yeah, I don't know what it means, but I, I like that they had them. And potentially that could lead to something, you know, hopefully we'll get like more TV interviews with more ticker news that'll connect wider dots that we are unaware of yet. Great to, so. and this is not a prediction, obviously, but like it would be great to see because they did include that to see like Jamila come back and be like, didn't she die? <laughs> did she? Oh, my God. I yeah, I, I think she died. <gasps> She's trying to get out. Uh, the, yeah, it's been yeah. too long. Bad time. <laughs> I can't remember shit clearly. <laughs> <laughs> wow they can introduce another journalist <laughs> to be interviewing like it'd be fun to have like a weird really weird uncomfortable Tobias inter- like a full-fledged interview not just like a snippet of one just to see like what's going on there or even with Wayne Brady because that would be cool 
I like how we don't remember his name. We just call him Andre. Gravedigger. That's Gravedigger yeah, is the only name I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't have any other predictions, okay. but I do. Maybe I don't, but I could have a lady who comes of the week. Thoughts? Who is who is your pick? No, I don't have one. So I was like, never mind. I actually don't. But we have to have one, so I will have one. <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick one, it would be Lynn, of all people I know. Right, right. <laughs> but hey, you know, she's like, I mean, I was kind of reactive. You, you yeah. know, yeah. I, I'm not really sure what. Like, I, I agree. Like, I think it's really interesting. Um, like you mentioned, Tati, that you know, we had this year time jump for her to get sober, but she seems to trade like one addiction for another, mm-hmm. trading the green light for the gravedigger serum to make, give herself superpowers. Right. Um, so it was really, I mean, it was really surprising, kind of interesting to see her don her own mask and, you know, she stopped like some guys from sex trafficking. Um, and she's, she's doing it scientifically. But, I mean, like, I thought that was really interesting yeah, I think she played an interesting role because it was like part vigilante, part scientist, also her, you know, like trying to keep the different factions of her family together. Um, and it was just like she was doing everything. And she episode. seemed like really rational about it because when she was like in her car doing her little debrief, she's like, man, I wish Jefferson was here because he yeah. provide like some feedback and, you know, what it feels like and da 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 da. So. I think yeah, I think it's very it's gonna be a very interesting time for Lynn, so I think that's a gumption to shoot yourself up with, you know, experimental powers. And now <laughs> have to it takes gumption to just continue working now at a place where Tobias is your boss. <laughs> yeah. And she's definitely I feel like she's definitely the stronger uh parent of the two. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, up until now she's well, especially in two and three, she started to spiral hard and Jefferson had to be there. And now we're in like a reverse role reversal situation. So this could be Lynn's time to shine. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that uh, in mind, yay, Lynn. <laughs> and thank you all. And good night. You can find us at DCTV Gumption on Twitter ladieswgumption.tumblr.com or at gmail.com and you can give us money on our Patreon. <laughs> you get so much more on Patreon. Yes, oh, yes so much more. So much more. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Much love. Bye. 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 <laughs>